Dirt Bikers. Hey, this is episode 32, December 22nd, 2020. I'm your host, Corndog, with my good buddy and co-host, Eric, and we are live in studio in Panaca, Nevada. So tonight, uh, welcome to the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast, and today we have on the show District 38 Expert Champion, 10-hour Glenn Helen Champion, ISDE Gold Medalist, France in 2017, four-time Baja score champion, multi-time Baja 1000, Baja 500, Baja 250 winner, and your current 1X plate holder, Justin Morgan. Heck yeah, man. I can't wait to get Justin on the phone and uh, interview him, get his story. Should be a really good show. Very cool. Yeah, we're excited. So, Let's just jump right into it, and uh, we're going to go get Justin Morgan on the phone. And while we do that, let's take a quick second and a little pause, and we'll be right back. Hold on to your seats. Let's go. This episode's guest is brought to you by Blood Lubricants. Go check out Blood Lubricants at bloodlubricants.com. And here's Justin Morgan. Hey. How you doing? Good. How are you? All right. As promised, we got you on the air and uh sitting here with eric and i'm corn dog so hey justin how's it going tonight good cool good man so we're pretty excited and stoked that you decided to come on the show with us and i'm sure our listeners will be pretty excited too thanks for having me yeah pretty cool so uh i guess we just jump right into it on eric yeah man just uh tell us tell us uh how you got involved in dirt bikes and and what it is that makes you so passionate about it uh yeah um i live in uh, southern california el cajon and uh i got involved in dirt bikes uh my dad and uncle jason got me involved and uh when i was about i was about five years old and started uh racing at barona oaks then um and yeah yeah my uncle was a big influence and took me to a lot of races and so did my dad and and uh yeah since then i haven't stopped cool was that motocross or was that desert right off the get-go uh it was motocross uh barona oaks it's a local track Uh, i know ivan ramirez started there eric yorba trevor reese uh a lot of a lot of fast guys uh from that era came through there yeah, we just had them on the show a couple shows ago, and they talked about a motocross track down there. I wasn't sure which one it was, but yes. that must be it. That's <laughs> the same one. Very cool. Very cool. So so you're Southern California boy, born and raised? Yeah, yeah, Alpine, California, and uh, now I live in El Cajon, just a couple miles away from there. And, uh, yeah, Southern California. Nice. How did you convert from the motocross into the desert? Uh, I just, uh, I took a couple of years off for racing when I was like, uh, 18 and 19 cause I couldn't afford it and, uh, came back and wanted to just try a district 38 desert race and ended up really liking it. I still had my motocross bike from a couple of years ago and I rode a little bit here and there, but, uh, yeah, I ended up getting second overall in my first race. And, uh, that was a, a lot of, uh, a lot of racing for your money is what, drew me to desert racing you know you get th- two to three hours for not too much money and and uh there was a lot of opportunity there and i had a little bit of a talent for it i thought so i just pursued that yeah coming out of motocross and whooping up on the desert boys probably didn't hurt too much either huh yeah i got really <laughs> lucky it was uh it was a rainy day in the desert in plaster city which is pretty rare and uh yeah, I was able to get a horrible start and still race it like a motocross race and I actually crashed and broke two ribs and uh, still managed to get up and, and get to the finish line. It was quite the eventful race, actually. Nice. Wow. Cool. That was, uh, what, District 38 or something? Yeah, that's District 38. Cool. Very cool. And then, so then the desert, desert was born. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a... October of 2010 was my first desert race. So, right, a little over 10 years. Yeah, yeah. So then where'd you go from there? How'd you, how did uh, you develop from yeah, yeah. other stuff? 
I pursued uh, District 38 uh, in the late 2010, just did the rest of the series and uh, um, got, found it was a lot easier to get support in off-road racing. So some of the local guys uh, helped pay my entry fees once they saw how into it I was. And um, so, uh, so that was 2010. The 2011, uh, I was going to go for the Open Expert Championship in District 38 and by the time June rolled around, uh, I got a call and there was a class 21 team who needed a racer for the Baja 500. And the class 21 was, it was a pro class, but it was, they called it limited pro, but you could also ride a 450. It was kind of a strange time in racing, but, uh, basically a pro two class for Baja and, um, some guy, uh, by the name of Adam called me and he, he had a team with uh, Mark Samuels, Ty Renshaw, um, and Adam Newerth is, is his name, and uh, myself. And we went and did the Baja 500. How'd you guys do? Um, I think we got second in class 21, uh, but it was a close race. Um, it was Mark Samuels' first desert race or Baja race also. So we kind of both just went down there not knowing <laughs> at all what to do. And wow. uh, I don't even think Mark had a fanny pack and uh <laughs> yeah uh luck- luckily i got to pre-run with uh craig smith i remember my first run over the summit and uh he's he's a pretty good baja guy he's, he won the baja 2000 and uh, i looked up to him and got to pre-run with him he showed me a little bit and uh jeff kaplan um kind of helped me a lot throughout the early part of my baja racing uh, taught me how to do it right and uh yeah so after that 500, we went to uh, the Baja 1000. I switched over to a more local team, um, DP Racing, with the uh, rider record was AJ Stewart. And, uh, yeah, team with them, uh, Corey Freeman, Donald Stanley, and myself. And uh, I think we got, like, I don't know, third or four, second or third or fourth in the Baja 1000 that year. And it was really cool and motivating. And by that time, I'd wrapped up the District 38 open expert championship as well so yeah it set me up really good um started to get help easier after that year yeah yeah so do you what was it like racing your first 1000 um i honestly i couldn't believe that it was happening i remember uh it was really uh, a cool thing and south fish was still running it and it was before all um everything was super super big and set up um they just had like a dirt pile in the road in uh ensenada and we uh yeah we just it was kind of old school uh compared to what it is now it was a, right at the end of that era mm-hmm. um yeah it was really cool it was very uh i underestimated it i think and uh but i had a solid ride and it was all good cool yeah so so now you're riding for um, SLR Honda with Mark Samuels and those guys, and uh, four-time four-time Baja Score champion, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in, in 13, I raced again with DP Racing, uh, same team as I did the thousand with, and uh, and then 14, I, I raced for uh, Ty Davis and on huskies but we didn't race baja we raced uh, works i raced pro 2 um with a little bit of husky support right when they merged with ktm um how was that first husky how was the first uh um, you know 2014 huskies when they when they merged well it went through a lot of injectors and fuel pumps and i to my (laughs) understanding they still do but but the growing pains there huh almost every race they did that and uh but ty had the bike working so well and uh it was so fast and it handled so good and i was really excited and it was kind of my first time being on a an official team and uh and riding for ty someone i really looked up to um yeah i learned a lot that year um but we kind of had some bad luck with with some injectors and stuff ended up i think second in the championship uh to travis coy um mm-hmm. but yeah yeah it was great learning year and uh super cool to ride ride for that team and uh yeah and then after that i ended up uh, on the precision concepts 
team. I bought a couple of Yamahas and, uh, um, raced for precision concepts. I think I did the Heron Hounds and West Hair Scrambles and in Baja, I was on the THR, um, Kawasaki precision concepts team with, uh, Ricky Brabeck is writer of record. Mm. Yeah. So that was, yeah, I think that was the year we met and, and isn't that the year that you raced with Dave on the precision THR team? Yeah. Yeah. Dave, Dave raced with us at the 1000 with me and Max Setti. Yeah. 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 That was also the year we were able to pull off a Baja 500 win on the Kawasaki, which is really cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, then, and then from there, um, you went to the Chris Haynes precision team. 16, yeah. 16, 17. So what did that program look like? Um, at first, I think it was for the San Felipe 250 in 2016. Um, it was kind of a THR, Chris Haynes, Francisco Arredondo, um, collaboration with precision concepts. And, um, it was that it was only like that for one race. And then, uh, I think THR pulled out after that. Um, and we got second at the San Felipe 250 by 17 seconds. Um, wow. and it was really cool against, against Mark Samuels team, uh, Ox Motorsports. And then, uh, yeah, we, we put up a good fight all year, but I don't know if we won anything in 16. Um, they were just a little ahead of us. We had some good, 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 uh, runs, but not quite enough. And then, uh, 17, we ended up pulling it together and, you know, learning from our mistakes and progressing. And, um, yeah, we won the 500 that year and then the Tijuana desert challenge and the thousand ended up, we won that. And then, um, yeah. And then after that, I switched just me and Mark just did our own thing and uh, Ox Motorsports kind of closed down and uh, Francisco Hernando, we had won the championship. So he, uh, he was the main sponsor of that team. So we had accomplished what we came to do. So uh, Mark and myself uh, kind of just, I was, I was going to solo the San Felipe 250 on my own hair and hound bike just for fun and just to see how good I could do. Um, San Diego powerhouse prepped it and uh, had a really good bike. And then uh, Mark had just done Dakar and he, I had called him and he said, no, I don't want to race San Felipe um, at all. I don't really want to look at a dirt bike pretty much is what he said. So uh, a couple weeks went by and the race got closer. And I said, you know, can you come just do a hundred miles for me or a pit to pit or something? Uh, Cause I think we could do good if we, uh, if, if you just give me a break or, or you can just nail your small section and yeah, nobody's going to beat us. And, um, so that's what ended up happening. And he brought some really good suspension and, uh, a pipe for my bike. And we put that on and did a little testing and it was good to go. So, uh, that was the start of the SLR Honda Baja, um, you know, the, our team for Baja. And that was 2018. Sweet. Right on. Yeah. So, and then you guys went on, did you win the score championship that year? Yeah, we went undefeated that year. Um, right. It just kind of snowballed and uh, uh, ended up getting momentum. And, yeah, we, we didn't get beat that year at all. Um, we had Justin, Justin Jones to the team for the 500. And, uh, yeah, and then I, I raced this Tijuana Desert Challenge solo. And then the 1,000, we uh, actually overalled, and we even beat all the trucks that day. Yeah, that was <laughs> phenomenal, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that'll ever happen again. I was very surprised when when we did that. Crazy. Those trucks are amazing. Yeah, so that was my first year racing Baja. It was 2018, and uh, it was the 1,000. That was my very first race down there. Nice. Yeah, it was a good yeah. course. It was a good course. It was pretty pretty intense. I rode this section from Porto Cidos, um for the next 240 miles or something down oh, wow. through the bottom, crossed over. Yeah, Mark, Mark had that section uh, in in that race. Yeah, that's, that was, was a, yeah. we all we pre, I pre ran that though. It was it was uh, unforgiving. <laughs> it was pretty gnarly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, right on. So then um, you guys have held on to the one X uh, every year since then, right? Nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen rolled around, and uh, so did the new four fifty X, the fuel injected six speed, um, all new four fifty X, and that was super exciting and. Uh, yeah, we got some of those bikes and, and, 
you know, San Diego powerhouse, we just tested a lot with them and, and, uh, yeah, we, we got that bike working real well and ended up going undefeated again in 2019, um, all four races. Um, what, what is it that you like most about the Honda X down there? Um, the reliability for one is huge. Um, and it's just a great package for Baja is pretty much the bike was pretty much built for racing Baja. Um, the new one, I really like the six speed and, uh, the larger diameter forks and, um, just kind of updated geometry from the old one that the, the tracks or the race course is getting more and more rough down there from the bigger trucks with more horsepower and bigger tires. So we kind of need a more aggressive motorcycle these days. So Honda delivered that and that runs really good. And, uh, it's a, it's a, the full package is great for Baja. It's uh, hasn't been beat yet. So it's, nice. it's been great. So what's it feel like to be one X? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I never, never thought that would happen. Uh, you know, <laughs> when I first started racing Baja, I, you know, felt like I was racing on another planet and, uh, the, the top guys were so far ahead. It was unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, slowly just kind of, uh, learn the little tricks and, uh, surround yourself with good people and, uh, don't get in too big of a hurry down there. And yeah, it ended up being really cool. Be just getting, keep working at it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> kind of just fell into place eventually. And, uh, yeah, it feels great. I mean, it's, it's really a, really a big deal to me to, to have that number on my bike. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. It is a big deal. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun for us all to to watch that battle every year and see how it unfolds. But you guys, you guys obviously have a solid package and a solid team and some good support. How how how's the support look for um, SLR Honda from Honda? What what's Honda's I guess support for that program? I mean, um, I know can they you talk us, about that. Yeah, they, they give us um, bikes and parts and and bonus money. Uh, as far as I know, you know, Mark owns the team. He runs that side of everything. And I try and just be a rider, but sometimes I get sucked into doing more than that, but that's okay. And, uh, yeah, but that but Honda helps us out a lot. They're behind us. They're really, uh, they really have, you know, made it possible for us to do what we're doing and, uh, really grateful for their support. Yeah. So this year, in the 1000 you guys had a pretty good battle going with the monkey business team and justin yorba eric or eric yorba sorry eric yorba, <laughs> um, Jones, yeah yeah so um we're, justin jones was on the bike at the time yeah yeah i did the okay. first 124 miles to call net and then uh, handed the bike off to justin jones we had a little issue getting the lights off so i think i had built up a three minute gap they said and then, uh, but yeah, it was kind of a little bit of fumbling around and things happened and, but Justin got out of there in clean air, luckily. And we, uh, um, uh, Eric Yarbrough was right behind him and, uh, ended up, they ended up going back and forth a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, they had, a uh, Jones got out front and, and, uh, I think he was just a little cold and Eric was warmed up too. And that plays a big <laughs> part in those long sections. And, uh, yeah, Jones Jones uh, pulled it together and and got it back into the clean air and uh, they, uh, uh, Dalton got on the bike and then they eventually had a uh, fuel pump issue from the best of my knowledge and uh, they gave us a little breathing room and we just rode our own race from there on out pretty much. Uh, yeah, Jones rode to mile three hundred and then Mark got on and rode from three hundred to six hundred six oh four and uh, I got on and rode six oh four to the finish at mile 900 in the dark nice yeah there's some pretty rad videos floating around that show that battle it was some intense racing yeah super cool to see right, that. Yeah. Uh -huh. had us on the edge of our seats still today watching them sometimes <laughs> yeah no yeah that the the 66x team has some really solid riders i mean they even got the heron hound champion champion dalton and uh Brandon Prieto rides on that team, and I think he's very underrated. He's done some amazing things down there in Baja. He's a really good rider, super fast. So, yeah, it's really fun to battle with those guys. And, uh, yeah, it it's, uh, keeps, us, keeps us on our game, that's for sure.
that's that's racing it makes it exciting for us fans yeah for sure so walk us through your preparations for a race like that like the baja 1000 or baja 500 what do you do to prepare uh uh make sure i'm healthy for one and uh don't overdo it pre-running um have a have a very reliable bike to take down and pre-run so i don't have to be working on it i've lost a lot of days over the years working on bikes before before i <laughs> learned how to do it right and uh yeah just uh you know i ride my mountain bike a lot try and uh, eat healthy and and do my homework as good as i can know where all the vcps are uh, virtual checkpoints uh, that's the most one of the most important parts of the race uh, uh there are 10 minute penalty miss them and they put a a ton of those around the course so you can't really cut any corners or do anything shady anymore <laughs> so right so it's just <laughs> racing from vcp to vcp and it takes a lot of uh it makes you tired mentally just learning where all those are and um, uh yeah just make sure you do your homework as good as you can before race day show up with a fanny pack <laughs> <laughs> yeah a full one yeah <laughs> uh. Are you primarily just racing Baja or do you do anything, anything else anywhere? Um, the last two years, um, you know, last, I guess three years now, this year was kind of a half year, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of weird like, this year. Yeah. I pretty much just raced Baja. I tried to race Sonora rally last year and got second on the first day, which I thought was very surprising and, uh, ended up, uh, frying a stator on the second day in the dunes. Mm. So that was that was pretty much the only real race that I did in 19 other than Baja that I remember. Um, and then this year we did the 10-hour, me and Cole Martinez and uh, Trevor Stewart. Their SLR, they raced the GP, GP uh, series. And uh, so we, we ended up winning that race, which was cool, and uh, had a decent, decent pace there. Um, so... I'm I'm gonna race Heron Hounds next year. Nice. And mix it up a little. So but that'll be cool. And more rally yeah. stuff, hopefully. If you do the round here, it's right here in our backyard. So we'll have to come find you and shake your hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be there. What uh what rally stuff are you looking at? Uh, I'd like to do Sonora again. It was really a really well ran event and that that area is awesome. That uh Sonora state of Mexico. So, uh, yeah, for sure. And the Altar Dunes there are pretty next level. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to try and do that and hopefully uh, see what that what comes of that. Um, I don't know if they're giving out maybe some maybe some hopes for future rally stuff or just kind of yeah. dabbling in it. No, definitely. Um, my ultimate goal would be to race rally. I think I have the skill set for it and uh, I'm kind of the right age. I don't know. I'm I'm, a, I'm 31. So feel like mm. i've learned a lot and i think i'm if i would have tried to do it earlier i wouldn't have been able to do it so i think yeah I'm you got a good base and some experience under you that will help you yeah yeah so yeah the goal would be to, to go race the car um seems to be a lot of people's goal and it's, that's really cool the americans are uh, starting to figure it out and yeah really americans like, are coming yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah ricky ricky's already there and skyler killing it so yeah, and Andrew cool. Short, so it's 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 a natural <clears throat> progression, I guess. Yeah, no, it's exciting to watch the the hype and stuff around those guys with Ricky winning and all that, and that'd be cool to see you down there. Definitely, yeah. I I hope it uh, seems like a far fetched dream, but so did uh, so did doing well in Baja. So I'll just keep at it. Well, that's the thing. I think growing up, none of us really, you know, I mean, we got dreams, but never none of us can really envision where you know where we're at now i mean as far as like i don't think you saw yourself as a you know baja champion when you were 10 years old or yeah definitely not like that but (laughs) but i mean persistency and hard work and i mean look where you're at now yeah very cool yeah well what was it like your first time racing with a helicopter down there <laughs> uh first time racing with a helicopter was the first time uh, i got a win so it was really cool that was uh 2015 baja 500 and uh um, we were riding the 1x kawasaki and uh 
Kendall Norman was in the helicopter and uh, that was the first time I met him was the week leading up to the race. And uh, yeah, it was really, really uh, nice having a helicopter above, above me. And uh, yeah, I got on the bike in Ojos, I think sixth physically because it was right off the start and ended up getting off the bike in the lead. And yeah, it, it makes all the difference in the world. Um, just having that peace of mind that they can pick you, pick you up and get you out of there if you have a big crash or, you know, they can call out uh, safeties for me. So that's, that's really good. Yeah. That's huge down there. I know talking with Dave, uh, he told me a couple of times, I want to race in Mexico without a helicopter. It's just too dangerous. And, and yeah. uh, they can call out, you know, cars on the course, stuff like that. Cause it is, I mean, it's pretty uh, wild west down there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it's uh, it's a, so many blind corners, so much going on down there, and a lot of locals are are headed to go either watch us, and they don't know how early we're coming, or they are going to watch the trophy trucks. Is usually the case. Yeah, so, usually it's not intentional, but they just they just no. aren't expecting it, and you're not expecting yeah. it, and so yeah. And then have you, you know, have you had any close calls down there? Um. Yeah, no, I've I've had quite every race pretty much. I've had a close call, <laughs> helicopter or not. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's it's a very uh, you, you don't even remember the close call, or at least I don't. Uh, I don't remember them until a couple of days later, usually. Um, but I've <laughs> I've uh, come in contact with a cow before, and uh, you know, at, you know, scraped my shoulder on uh, a mirror of a Ford Ranger a couple times and uh, <laughs> st- stuff like that. But I haven't fully. Uh, fully smashed into the front of a car which has been cool yeah 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 so i've gotten pretty lucky uh 2017 i i I hit a cow at at night um uh, which is kind of scary because when you hit the brakes the lights just go straight at the ground and and you don't know what's going on but i i got really lucky i just kind of went ended up going shoulder to shoulder with the cow in down uh, near the town of constitution so uh, but Dang, just bent the lights up and stretched the wiring harness out and just kind of made it the lights a little um, flickery the rest of the race. But uh, yeah, I got really lucky on that one and um, yeah, kind of an eye opener. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Sketchy. Huh. But yeah. There's, there's plenty of, plenty of sketchy things that, that happen <laughs> in those races. And <laughs> I think, uh, I think a lot of people don't want to deal with that, but it's, it's just part of it, I guess. So what is it about Baja that you, that keeps you coming back? What do you love about it? Um, it's, you can always, you can always do better. Um, every time I race, even if it's the perfect or, is, you know, if we win or uh, I, um in the fastest guy in my section, I always know I could have done something a little better. I could have prepared better. Um, and uh, know, there's a lot of reasons why I go back. It's, it's just a, uh, it's just a really, really unique sport, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, it's you know we're, our team now. Uh, a lot of good friends help us, and uh, my teammates. I'm really good friends with them, so it's just a good time. Cool. It's not the tacos that keep bringing you back. <laughs> uh, that's that's part of it, definitely. Tacos are great. <laughs> I I have never been to Mexico, and since we started this podcast, of course we've said it a few times, but I don't know if you've listened to any of our shows, but that's like a huge bucket list to go down there, maybe even just a pit, but it, it seems like everybody talks about the tacos. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's the food in Mexico and, and the people are so nice. It's unbelievable. Um, so yeah, you need to get down there and check it out for sure. Um, San Felipe is coming up, so um, you should get down there and check, check out that race. Cool. Yeah, we'll have to. Um, so going through, since you started motocross and to current time, who's probably been your biggest mentor or who have you looked up the most or, or who's, who's been there to help you along um, the way? Well, at first, uh, my uncle Jason, he helped me a lot. Um, uh, when I was like a kid racing motocross and then, uh, I've, I've been really lucky to have a lot of, be able to surround myself with some really accomplished racers, uh, uh, Larry Rossler has taught me a lot, uh, riding single track with him. Um, Jeff Kaplan, uh, he's a super good Baja guy. I've gotten to pre-run with him a bunch. Uh, 
uh, Kendall Norman. I've lived with him. Uh, I lived with him for two and a half, three years and learned a lot from him. And uh, uh, Tim Morton, he's really a, a huge, huge uh, influence and help. Uh, he helped me race the first Nora 1000. That was the first time I've been south of San Felipe before. And that was in 2012. And he, he hooked me up with a bike and everything. And uh, yeah, my Seve, he, he's been my chase driver since 2011. And uh, he's taught me, he's a wealth of knowledge about Baja. So uh, yeah, no, I've just been really fortunate to, you know, cross paths with these really good guys and uh, be smart enough to close my mouth and open my ears. That's cool. <laughs> and just listen to what they have to say. Right. Of course, you got family other than your uncle and everybody supporting you too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, everybody's thinks it's cool what I'm doing. And, and, uh, my mom is, uh, is into it. Uh, she thinks it's super cool, but yeah, yeah, no, it's just been, been really cool. It, it's all positive. Nice. So what's up? Why no social media? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't too know. Distracting? I, I don't, yeah. I don't really, I don't know. I don't <laughs> dig too, it. Yeah, I like people a lot more when I don't have it. I don't like the fakeness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I do, I do think it has a lot of good things, and uh, uh, you know, with racing, keep up with the results and all that. But uh, yeah, I've, I haven't had it for. I haven't had. You know, I deleted my Facebook and Instagram uh, a little over a year ago, and uh, yeah, I probably have to get another Instagram here pretty soon uh, to continue my racing because that's a huge deal these days. Yeah, it seems like that's how. <laughs> every racer kind of sponsors really gets, yeah yeah really yeah for it but no whatever yeah. you're doing is working man I, I would just stick to you it's cool yeah yeah it's I, unfortunately i'm friends with with mark samuels and he owns the team that i ride for so um he hasn't forced me to make make a instagram page yet but you know <laughs> i i had it for a few years before right so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we're gonna crazy. blast you all over our social media, so <laughs> yeah, we'll, oh, promote, we'll promote you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes. Hey, any promotions good uh, coming into the new year for sure? Uh, um, you know, we need all the help we can get, exposing our sponsors and helping the guys that help us. That's right. <laughs> and hopefully, we have a a better year than what we've had this year. Yeah, yeah, I I I sure hope so. Everything everything settles down and. Uh, we can we can go racing again full time because yeah all the hair and hounds and everything uh they just seem really fun and i'm really excited to do those this year so justin tell us about your isde gold medal and and racing isde in france uh yeah went to france in 2017 on a club team i qualified you know i did the gorman qualifier in the uh the idaho uh, i was at a motocross track oh omw oms something like that the, the motocross track there in near boise mm -hmm. and uh did good at those um i think i yeah I, you know cody webb was racing them and and uh nick nick burson and a couple guys a couple fast guys um we i ended up qualifying um on a club team and then went over there uh yeah i built a 450x which not really a popular choice for that race, but I built that cause that's what I knew and I knew it would finish and, uh, put that in the crate, shipped it over there. Um, ended up just trying to ride smooth. I just didn't want to get a DNF was my whole goal. Um, cause I had asked, you know, borrowed money from people to go and <laughs> sold t-shirts and it was so much effort and I didn't want to go out there and, um, have a mechanical failure. So I, I built a reliable bike that, um, maybe a little overkill but uh so one it, it worked out good so one of our listeners asked that question was it worth racing the 450x at isde so i'm going to reword that if you had to do it again <laughs> what bike would you take now uh well yeah I'd, I'd really like to go again um and i would put a do a 450 rx honda yeah, they, they're just more moto style and you know pretty much isde is um basically rut tracks um or you know motors motocross style yeah turning and and uh hopping over stuff and then but it also is long days on the bike and the 450x was nice comfortable you know? huh? yeah and um yeah i ended up within the top 10 percent of 
overall and well within the top 10% of my uh, class uh, E2, or no, it was C2 club team. But uh, yeah, I ended up getting a cool gold medal and, and uh, yeah, mission accomplished on that. And I'd never been to Europe before or anything. So it was, it was a really cool thing. Uh, yeah. Me and my girlfriend went over there and uh, walked tests for a week and then uh, I got to race for a week. So it's perfect. Right on, right on. So any chance we'll see you racing some of the long distance stuff in the States legacy best in the desert. Um, I'd love to race uh vegas to reno or i think it's reno to vegas maybe this year yeah yes uh, but uh yeah yeah i've raced that four times i think three or four times i sold it one time and raced it with samuels and uh raced it with ty davis once and uh yeah i definitely would like to uh do that race for sure and it's it's great um coming into the thousand uh, it's kind of in the summertime so yeah yeah I, I say we have a good chance of going to racing that one. When was the last time you raced best in the desert? Um, I don't know. Uh, Oh, I, I, last time I raced the best in the desert race, it was Vegas Torino 2016. I sold it on my, uh, Yamaha 450. And yeah, I ended up getting fourth overall. I ended up stopping for, uh, for a guy that crashed Taylor Stevens and yeah, he, he had a broken femur and he was really messed up. So, um uh, put me a little behind but it was a great it was an awesome race to solo i recommend that to anyone cool <laughs> yeah we're friends with taylor stevens yeah he's a good kid yeah yeah <laughs> so <laughs> he he actually sent in a couple questions to ask you Uh-oh. <laughs> i wasn't gonna throw his name out but since you said it we're on it so yeah <laughs> He actually just texted me, and I didn't read the text because we're recording on my phone. <laughs> um, probably another question. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know with his questions. I don't know how serious he was or if he's trying to mess with you. But He likes to joke with me, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them, just since you messaged the girl, mess it, mentioned your girlfriend, he said, ask yeah. him when he's getting married. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i just went to, i just went to a wedding was in one and it, it was a lot of work it looked like a, a lot of stress and a lot of work so maybe <laughs> i don't want to hear it for sure I, yeah i'm yeah, getting married so. this next year uh-oh well that's good congrats yeah, i actually proposed to her on the finish line from vegas to reno she raced it with taylor's sister shania oh that's cool and when they got up on the stage i jumped up there and gave her a ring <laughs> yeah. yeah she was she was too tired to say no anyways huh yeah <laughs> no fight left in it yeah yeah get her washing <laughs> wore out yeah so justin what do you do when you're not racing not on the bike we work uh, what do you do for fun what do you do for work all that i work full-time um i work on a ranch with uh citrus avocado and beef cattle Nice. So that's, I also am fortunate enough to live on the ranch now. And um, so that takes up a lot of time, especially certain times of year, a lot more busy than others, um, harvesting season and all that. But uh, yeah, I'd, I just like to ride my mountain bike for fun. And uh, there's always something to do. Um, I just got a Honda Talon, um, one of those golf carts. So oh, yeah, should be, should be, I'm putting a Jamie Campbell cage on it. Um, as we speak and uh, hopefully I can race that around the local series and, and drive that around when I'm sick of riding my motorcycle around race some DP4 or what um, no district 38 has a pretty solid side-by-side uh, -side series going on right now so okay. and they're it's an hour away usually most of the races so mm. that'll be that'll be cool anything else is like two to three hours you know away for me for all the southern california desert racing like up in lucerne and all that so yeah, yeah. i don't find myself up there very often unfortunately with work and everything I, but I, I can uh get over to district 38 or northern baja i mean i can see that from my house so uh i'm down there racing the local races quite a bit very cool yeah right who, who was your greatest competitor in baja while you were over there um 
probably Mark Samuels before we were on the same team. We'd always have the same section and freaking battle it out. Uh, that was definitely my biggest competitor slash rival over the years, uh, racing Baja. Cool. But, yeah, it's cool to be on the same team as him now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so give it, give us, give us a tip on how to go fast. What's the best piece of advice that someone has passed on to you? Uh, be patient, I think is, is a huge one. And, uh, uh, Marty Smith told me, uh, you practice the right technique. The speed just comes naturally. So, uh, yeah, just, just practice, uh, the basics constantly. All the top pros do it. And, uh, yeah, just just uh, don't get ahead of yourself and don't get impatient. Just just uh, just keep keep riding in your comfort zone and uh, yeah, just stay smooth and stay off the ground. Very good. Well, most of the show so far has been pretty much about Baja. So yeah, every time we have a, a guest on, we talk about Baja, and of course, it's a big bucket <laughs> list for me. You got to yeah. tell us a crazy, wild Baja story that that's happened to you or you experienced <laughs> oh well i don't know let me let me think about that <laughs> they kind of just all, all blend together um uh, there's a few uh the one of them was pretty crazy the uh the baja 500 in 2018 which we ended up winning but uh uh i wrote a big section at the beginning and uh everything was good and, and had a big lead and then Mark got on the bike and then Jones got on the bike and came up the coast and was going to give it to me for the last, I think it was 40, 40 or 50 miles. And, uh, he came in and the forks had completely come apart. Um, <laughs> they, they were get being held in by the bushing. Like you couldn't let the front end leave the ground or it was going to keep going. Nothing Ooh. was there to stop it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I rode the last 40 miles from, or like 35 or 40 miles in from uh, Ojos area of the meadow um, all the way in with just like the spring, but the springs were broken. I mean, everything was broken in the forks and that was the hardest thing to ride. It was, it was, it would like try and turn real sharp and then I'd hit the brake and it, it just, it was super crazy to try and wrestle that thing all the way into Ensenada. Um, that was pretty intense. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But, wow. Yeah. There's quite a few. I mean, uh, the 400 uh, last year, 19, Ricky Dietrich rode with us, and uh, he had a big crash. Um, and that put us, like, we, we had a, you know, a couple-minute lead on, on the other guys, and uh, he had a big crash and, and milked it into me, and we had, you know, we were virtually tied, um, and I had to send it into, into Ensenada and uh, – course there was a ford ranger going backwards uh, on the course uh he thought he was racing apparently and he was wide open and uh, i came around a corner and and i skimmed the mirror with my shoulder and a full drift Ugh. and i just i kind of got a bad feeling right before the corner and uh, and uh, just kind of tucked it inside a little more and sure enough there was a truck right there wow. <laughs> going around the corner about as fast as i was and uh yeah that Dang. was super close call but yeah, there's, there's plenty of close calls. Lots of cows. Um, yeah, lots of lots of wildlife out there for sure. I mean, one uh, one coyote can can end your day. So yeah, it's, it's pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> and we we talk about that, you know, down in Baja, how things are are different, you know, and it's it is dangerous down there. But that's also one of the things I think that keeps drawing <laughs> us back is is just how different it really is and and the element of the unknown and everything down there it's just yeah something about Definitely. it that draws us back yeah i mean there's i mean there's not very many races where you get to put two full-size headlights on your bike and and race all night um against a lot of other people and you know all the variables all the teams um there's so much to it that it's addicting because um you can always do it better like i said earlier and uh yeah, everybody, everybody that does it seems to be coming back, and it, it becomes a pretty cool little community. And uh, yeah, yeah, people can race down there for a long time. There's there's eight big age group classes, you know, up, up to sixty or seventy years old, and 
it's cool. It's very diverse and, uh, it's kind of as, as dangerous as you want to make it. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I don't see myself, uh, I'll always be racing down there, hopefully in a truck someday. That's the ultimate goal, um, for Baja, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely it just keeps, keeps you coming back. So definitely you're interested in some four wheel stuff in the future. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to get in a roll cage and, uh, and uh, have some 40 inch tires that'd be awesome <laughs> right yeah no doubt <laughs> so if you had to pick one bike for the rest of your life what was your what's been your favorite bike uh 450x a honda that the new one that i have um is pretty cool uh we've got it really dialed in and um yeah my, the bike that i have sitting in my garage right now i think it's it's the best and i can almost do anything on it you know maybe hard enduro would, wouldn't be too good but everything else um it's pretty much perfect or maybe the l i guess because it has a license plate <laughs> cool cool yeah if you could race or ride anywhere in the world where do you think you might want to try or have um i'd like to go race the car <laughs> that'd be the, the ultimate um those that desert out there in, in saudi arabia seems like a giant endless um place to ride a motorcycle so that would be the ultimate yeah that would that would be cool it's it's fun watching these guys and we talked about that a little while ago but yeah it's great yeah crazy crazy to see you know and, and how cool their bikes are they get to ride and everything it's just it's just pretty awesome and they get some good footage too yeah yeah we we uh actually a couple months ago had a little ride over in utah with skyler house nice uh, Eric and my girlfriend got to ride. I was just had a broken arm, but uh, we hung out and it was great to see that bike and just kind of hang around with Skyler and sit there and support him. And it's going to be awesome. I can't wait till that race starts and cheer for our Americans. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. And, and uh, yeah, like we were saying earlier, it's just, it's building momentum over here. And, um, and yeah, it seems like once, once Americans, uh, get into something they're they're winning in a short amount of time and we saw that last year with ricky and hopefully hopefully one of the americans can do it again yeah we've had we've had a few guests on our shows in the past that has raced the car we've had chris blaze kellen walsh uh we're gonna be getting uh skyler just been he's been busy getting ready for this the car yeah i can only imagine what's going through a person's head getting ready for Dakar. Yeah, it's got to be like a year-long process. Yeah, yeah Chris Blaze and Count Welsh, those guys are legends. Um, <coughs> yeah, they've done amazing things and uh, paved the way for <coughs> for uh, the next generation. Yeah, most definitely. <coughs> yeah. Well, Justin, what are your short-term goals? I mean, looking out to next year and the year after, what what are your, what are your goals and what would you like to accomplish? I'd, I'd love to get another Baja 1000 win. That would be super cool. Um, and uh, definitely um, get to Dakar, uh, try and race, try and see how I could do with that. And uh, I'd like to go to ISDE again, but, you know, those are all very expensive, uh, big goals. But, uh, um, yeah, you got to set them high. And, and uh, yeah, and I'd, I'd like to oh. give back more to my uh, local local race series down here and and uh kind of help with that and make make that better also very cool have you talked have you talked much to ricky about about the car and getting getting to, to the car maybe in 2022 um no i haven't talked to ricky uh um about that too much he's just kind of doing his own thing and what he's doing takes a hundred percent of his, his focus, I would imagine. Um, especially like, you know, the last, last few months getting ready, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd like to, to start training, training and, and, you know, it's no secret. You just got to put in the hard work and, and, um, you know, maybe, maybe get somebody like Jimmy Lewis or, um, um, you know, one of the, one of the good guys to point you in the right direction on the navigation and, um, just a lot of hard work and practice and having the equipment um, to make it happen. And I think we're really lucky to have Sonora, Sonora rally to go do uh, pretty, 
pretty close to the United States. So that's, that'll be, uh, yeah, that'll be kind of what decides, um, if I keep moving forward in that is how good I do in that race. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hmm. What, what advice would you give, um, somebody wanting to go race Baja or somebody wanting to start racing for the very first time? What, what, what's a couple key things you'd say, tell them, uh, for racing in general, I would just say, uh, just do it strictly for fun. Uh, <laughs> I see some people get a little ahead of, ahead of themselves and, and uh, that never turns out good. So just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and do it for fun and uh, enjoy it while you're, uh, while you're out there and, and uh, come prepared, you know, even go watch a race first and, and uh, just take it all in and maybe talk to a few people and, and uh, you know, have your bike and, and equipment ready and, and just go there with the right mindset. And then, uh, for Baja, it's kind of the same. It's, you know, go down there and, uh, don't rush anything, just, um, pre-run as much as you can and, um, and look out for, uh, for anything, you know, just keep your eyes open the whole time and, and, uh, just ride what you can see and ride within your limits. Cause it's a, usually a long ways to any help. Nice. Yeah. Very good advice, man. Huh. Well, is there anything else you want to throw out there? Uh, we've kind of gone through our kind of set or whatever. Um, anything, anybody you want to mention or anything you want to throw out there that maybe we didn't touch on? Uh, I don't know. I think that's about it. I mean, I just, uh, yeah, it's been crazy, crazy ride this last three years. Um, and I'm really thankful for, uh, Mark to putting together the Baja program, Mark Samuels. And, uh, yeah, it's been it's been crazy to go undefeated for three years. Uh, it just doesn't even seem seem real. Um, there's so many things that go wrong, and, and it's just super cool that uh, we can do all our own pits and and uh, pull everybody together and and make it happen. Uh, I'm just really thankful for all the guys that help us help us at the Baja races because it's a huge team effort. It's not uh, it's definitely you can't go do it do it by yourself very easily and be successful right yeah yeah i mean it's just it's really cool um it's really cool to have people around that uh support what we're doing and yeah that's about it well that's cool we're excited to continue watching you grow and conquer and and see where you you take your where your dirt bike takes you (laughs) (laughs) yeah thanks i'm interested too to see what happens so yeah i'm just um, yeah, the window, the window of, of being able to be, uh, racing at pro level, you know, it always gets smaller. So, uh, you can take advantage of it while you can. Heck yeah, Justin. Well, we really appreciate you coming on our show and, uh, it was a great show. So thanks for that. And we, uh, yeah, wish you the best of luck in 21 and all, all your racing there and good luck, man. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for uh, thinking of me on your podcast and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, more episodes with some, some other people. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Uh, have a good one. All right, buddy. Man, have I'll a talk good one. To you soon. Thanks. All right, everybody. It's that time of the show for race date segment. Anyways, again, this week, uh, not a whole lot of racing left for the rest of the year. It's the holidays. But they are starting to list the 2021 schedules on the websites of different organizations. So whatever organization you race with or run with or you're interested with, go look them up. Go check out their website and I'm sure they're starting to post their 2021 race schedules. Anyways, um, make sure you check out Recreation Tires, one of our good sponsors uh, rectires.com listen to the commercial coming up and there is a discount discount code for with every order you make so take a listen to that oh and uh what is it eric we're getting ready to start the rocky mountain supercross futures not futures but rocky mountain supercross fantasy, fantasy yeah, race yeah. thing every year fantasy supercross um we do it every year we start a group and uh, 
we're looking to set one up for the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast. So we're going to start a group in the Rocky Mountain Fantasy Supercross program. Cool. The, the game that they do there. And uh, we'll get a, a group name and a login set up. And then we'll share that in the next few podcasts and on our social media and stuff. So watch for that if you want to join our our fantasy group yeah maybe we'll start putting a together one. a package from all our sponsors and build it up throughout the the season and whoever gets the best score in our group will win a prize there you go that's a great yeah. idea so i think we should do that yeah so look forward to that and yeah supercross isn't the desert racer like we mostly talk about but like me and eric said i think every dirt biker or desert racer out there still follows supercross to a point yeah, I mean, you got to respect a guy that can ride a dirt, bi- a dirt bike like that. Yeah. Know? So whether it's desert or supercross, motocross, whatever. Hey, we're all, a, we're all a sick family on a dirt bike. It's all about dirt bikes. <laughs> cool. All right, so again, check out Recreation Tires. Look forward to more information on our supercross fantasy. And this has been Race Date Segment. And now the sponsor of the Race Date Segments, Recreation Tires. Our good buddy Nate Adams at RecTires.com has given us a promo code to pass on to you, our listeners. Go to RecTires.com and with every order you receive, 10% off. It's that simple. Just type in the promo code Desert Dirt Biker. Yes, type in Desert Dirt Biker at checkout to receive your 10% off. Thanks, RecTires. And now, stay tuned for race date segment all right everybody it's time in the show we'll do the tip of the show sponsored by throw me a bone at the antlerchew.com your tip of the show tonight you're out riding with your buddy on the trail he's riding a carbureted bike and the bike ends up getting flooded the engine's flooded with fuel um, you'd be surprised how many people don't know the proper way to f- clear a flooded engine, but it's very simple. Um, if your engine is flooded with fuel, obviously, twist the throttle wide open and hold it there, and then kick the engine through several times until the engine fires. Um, this is the best way to clear a flooded engine. Um, sometimes this also happens on the start line with little kids, you know, kids' bikes, uh, especially, you know, the little 50s, 65s, they like to flood easily, or the kids sit there and twist the throttle with, with the bike off, and uh, that's the easiest way to flood a bike, is with the bike off and you're twisting, messing with the throttle. So you don't want to do that, but you're on the start line or you're out riding with a buddy and the, they get a flooded engine, hold that throttle wide open, kick the bike, kick the bike until it fires. Um, the other option, the other thing you can do is shut the fuel off and tilt the bike down to the left side and it'll let some of that overflowing, the excess fuel out the overflow hose of the carburetor. Stand the bike, bike back up, hold the throttle wide open again and uh, kick it until it starts. So there's your tip of the show. Uh, go check out our sponsors. Go check out Throw Me a Bone at theantlerchew.com. Pick up a organic antler chew, antler bone for your dogs to chew on. They love them. Go check them out. All right, back to the show. Hey, guys, you got a dog? Go over to Throw Me a Bone at theantlerchew.com and check out their offering of fresh antler chews. Your dogs will love them. They're all natural and good, good for your dog's health. Give that pup something to do. Let them chew on an antler, and uh, they'll love you. So go over to Throw Me a Bone at theantlerchew.com. Enter the promo code OFFROAD. The first five people to order will get a 5% discount and a $10 Rocky Mountain ATV gift card. So hurry quick. Promo won't last. Go check them out, theantlerchew.com. Hey, guys, let me tell you about blood lubricants. Blood Lubricants is a premium racing oil designed for your race machine. 
Jeff Green and the guys have developed 100% synthetic racing oil with amazing oxidation resistance, better than other leading oils by up to four times. That results in reduced engine temps, smoother clutching, better protection against engine and transmission wear. This stuff's awesome. We ran it in our 2020 Best in the Desert racing bike. We ran the Blood Pro Elite oil, and uh, this stuff's awesome. It doesn't break down like other oils that I've used. When you drain the oil, it's still thick, has good viscosity, and it's not broke down like water. Go check it out at bloodlubricants.com. They have several different blends. They've got Pro Series, Pro Elite Series, and an Ultra Premium blend of Scorpion Blood. They have four-stroke oil, two-stroke oil, side-by-side -side oil, chain lube, and more. It's 100% made in the USA, and 100% works. We won our 2020 Best in the Desert Championship with it. Run this oil in your bike. It was made to win. For a discount code, check them out at bloodlubricants.com. Get 25% using the promo code DIRT. All right, we're back. We're going to wrap this thing up. But uh, first, dude, awesome. Justin Morgan, what a, what Excellent a guy. Excellent show. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been watching Justin since... 2015 when I met him the first time down in Baja and uh, I knew he was going to do some big things at that time I mean the kid's work ethic is just awesome and uh, he's a phenomenal rider so great show appreciate you coming on Justin that was uh, a pleasure for us so thank you yeah awesome yeah he texted me a picture uh, earlier and it was him and um, who's his teammate um Mark Samuels? Yeah, Mark Samuels, sorry. Uh, and it was their first Baja win at the 250, I believe. Anyway, I'll post a first, picture of that. Yeah, first Baja win for SLR Honda. And he said that, that was, was his first cool. win, and he hasn't lost since. That was in 2018. So that's pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> so Kind of cool. Yeah, cool I, think he's, he, I think he's going on something like 16 straight wins down in Baja, which is that's, pretty amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, again, thanks, Justin, for coming on. Appreciate it. And can't wait to shake looking, hands with you. Yeah, looking forward to the future and see what the future holds for you, man. Yeah, we'll be watching and cheering. Keep it up. Cool. So uh, what else, Eric? Oh, we went riding this last Saturday. Yeah, we had a good ride this weekend. Almost 50 miles. We're out scouting race course for the Ground Shakers race coming up in April, April 3rd, 2021. Guys, it's going to be awesome. This the upcoming Ground Shaker race next year is going to be really cool. We got some awesome stuff already um, in the plans and in the works. This year, our race course was more on the tough side, rocky, technical, wear you out. Um, but for 21, we're going to switch it up a little bit, give you some really fast, flowy single tracks, some amazing stuff. Trees. Um, through the trees, through some burn areas some different stuff so hopefully you can pull that off hopefully that happens yep but yeah. uh we're it should be good so look forward to that yeah uh, so um moving on um our contest we had our the desert dirt biker christmas stocking giveaway anyways we have a winner out of all the people all the ones that followed the directions and the rules and got put in the drawing we have a winner yeah Merry Christmas. Yeah, so stockings full of a bunch of swag. We just put a bunch of stuff from our sponsors, so stuff we had. Uh, so it's kind of like a real Christmas stocking. You don't know what you can get till you open it up. Anyway, so our winner is, drum roll, Kyle Smith. And his Instagram thing is that guy underscore 314. So congratulations, Kyle. We'll get with you, send you a message. We'll get your address. We'll get this shipped out to you. Congratulations. Very cool. So look for some more contests in the future. And this was kind of spur of the moment, so we didn't have a whole lot of time. So hopefully we'll come up with some bigger and better things in the future. Yeah, for sure. So um, uh, we want to tell our listeners, thank you for listening. Share it with your friends and families. Let us grow or help us grow. We're, we are growing. It's amazing. I mean, look at our stats, but we're... We're doing phenomenal. Way better than what we expected. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty awesome with every show. You know, the the last few shows have grown really quickly. Um, it's just really cool what we got going here, capturing the history of the sport and bringing new light to the desert off-road racer. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, there's, there's not enough of that out there for our off-road family. So bringing that to you and uh, along with some other fun and cool content. Yeah, it's awesome what I'm learning. And hopefully our listeners, you guys, the listeners, are learning some things and getting a little personal with some of these racers that we all look up to. So awesome. So thanks again. Share us with your friends and family. Uh, We appreciate that. Um, If you have any ideas for a guest or any ideas or content that we can add to the show, a race date, a tip, any ideas. Yeah, like this show, we had several questions for Justin from some of our listeners. So we threw those into our questions and uh, got those out to Justin. And that, that makes it fun, more dynamic when you guys are involved. And, and uh, we enjoy that as much as you do. And, and I think the guests, the, the guests that we're interviewing also enjoys it. So yeah. shoot us questions for our guests. We love it. Keep it coming. Good job, guys. Yeah, hit us up on Instagram, the Desert Dirt Biker. Or on our Facebook, which is KD Eric, the letter K, the letter D, Eric. Stands for corn dog. Yeah, I spell it different. <laughs> and um, or our email, the desert dirt biker at gmail.com. Hit us up. Uh, we look forward to getting messages and emails from you guys. Some of it's pretty funny, some of it's entertaining and knowledgeable and good questions and good ideas. So keep them coming in. Uh, I guess it's uh, almost come to the end of the year. We're going to try to throw one more show in next year, but it's the holiday season, and want to tell you guys all Merry Christmas. And uh, remember, spend time with your friends and family. That's what's important. Yep, Merry Christmas. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, anything else, Eric? We're good? That's it, man. All Close right, guys. baby up. <laughs> we'll Close up shop. The, yep, we'll see you at the races. Later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Desert Dirt Biker. Make sure you tune in next time.